Welcome back to the Scoop and Score podcast. Uh, this is your host, Jacob Herbert, and we are doing another exciting episode. Uh, we're doing sports news, and then we're doing top 10 quarterbacks and top 10 running backs. Uh, should be a good one. And to join me on the episode, I've always got Cole Reha back. How's it going, Reha? Good. How you doing? Oh, just fine. And then we got a guest appearance in studio, Joe Crostek. How's it going, Joe? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing just fine. I'm glad to have you in here. I'm second time. Here. Yeah, second time. Oh. And you look great, Joe. You look you look fantastic. You guys too. Cole's got the long hair. You guys are killing it. <laughs> try. <laughs> uh, just to uh, let everyone know, since we are doing a top 10, uh, we probably had different criteria. It uh, doesn't mean it's based on fantasy or anything like that. Uh, it could be based on efficiency, best stats, um, just overall like leadership, like probably. I bet that you know factors I mean, in, yeah, 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 rankings. like not maybe not crazy stats, but someone who just gets it done. Yeah, but we didn't go off like the same criteria for no. anything. Yeah, we made our list separately, and uh, yeah, so don't judge us like if Tom Brady's ahead of Lamar Jackson, it's not because fantasy yeah, wise. Yeah. Um. All right, let's get into uh, some sports news. First off, we are recording Friday, uh, July thirtieth. NBA draft happened last night. All 60 picks uh, and the whole thing. Trades included. Lots of trades. Lots of trades. Uh, Thunder got some more firsts in the future. Yeah, I think they got more today, too. For real? Yeah, they flipped someone for, I think, a future first round. Oh, yeah. Jazz traded uh, Derek Favors in a second round or a first round pick for a Thunder second round. Yeah, capped up, I think. Yep. Um, But also, the big news of the night was Russell Westbrook going to the Lakers for uh, Kyle Kuzma, KCP, and Montrell Harrell going to the Wizards and the number 22 pick. Uh, What did you think about that trade? Uh, Initially, I'm like, kind of thinking, I'm like, how does Russ fit in that offense? But. You know, as times went by, it's kind of grown on me. I think, really, that's a pretty good trade. Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't really give up a whole lot. I mean, Kuzma is kind of one of those players that could potentially break out, but I don't know. We didn't see it last year, and I don't think he'd see it on a team with Davis and LeBron. So I I like the trade a lot. I think getting Russ, that's a good move. Mm -hmm. And I saw, like, a reaction on Twitter, and it was like, guess who LeBron teamed up with and they were great together, who wasn't a shooter? LeBron and Wade. Like, yeah. It's possible to make that work. Have And Anthony Davis is definitely better than Chris Bosh at that point in his career. So, Yeah. And I like... Uh, Chris Bosh was rolling at the time. He was Chris good. Bosch, I that was, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Chris Him Bosch and Davis were very similar, I think. But yeah. I don't know. Davis was probably a little better. I don't know. Yeah. I think Davis has had a better peak. Also, he hasn't been in LeBron's shadow as long as Bosh was. Before his peak, too. Like, he had his own star time before, you know, joining up in the big three where you have to be LeBron's, you know, number, probably number three, actually, on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I also like the Russ one because, like, LeBron can kind of, you know, facilitate the ball, run the floor, and you can, like, let Russ just be a scorer. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't have to put pressure on Russ to... Have LeBron be, like, a facilitating kind of... Yeah. Your point guard facilitating, and then Russ could just go... You know, attack the basket or, you know, mm-hmm. go crazy like he does. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah, I can see that. Plus, just LeBron, like an ISO, like a back down thing, have like Russell Westbrook cutting. Um, if that doesn't work, then you have Anthony Davis screen and roll. Like, I think LeBron's going to have fun with Russ, like how smart LeBron is in the way that Russ can play. And he goes, you know, he's always going balls to the wall. So LeBron's going to find, you know, open looks for him, and he's always going to be trying to create his own opportunities that LeBron's going to find, I think, pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys know the Lakers? Like, so we see last night there's only four people on the roster right now. Yep. Do you just bring in a bunch of shooters? You have to. And then, you know, that'd be – I think that's the way to go. All shooters and then bring back Dwight Howard. I like that. <laughs> they need, yeah, they need at least one big, you know, to – Yeah. I like Dwight Howard on that, and he was good last year. I agree. I wish he would have came back and we didn't have to do the Drummond experience. He sucked. He sucked. <laughs> Poor yeah. Drummond. Uh, the Ad- Steven Adams to Bledsoe to uh, the Grizzlies and Val Tunis to the Pelicans, I believe, went through. That was a weird one, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think about, like, let's just say the top five picks? Um, 
I'll start off like my, my favorite pick, and that would be Jalen Green to the Rockets. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a superstar. Uh, he's going to be exciting to watch. He's a hell of an athlete. And I'm just really excited for him. And I think, I don't know, it's hard to pass up Cunningham, but I think if I was a Pistons, I would have went Green over Cunningham. Okay. I just think he has a ton of potential. And then, I don't know, I think this draft, like the top five, it, there's a lot of good players in it. I don't know what your thoughts were. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Um, Mobley going to the Cavs, I think was a good move just because that was like the only big man within like the first 15 picks, so they locked him down. Um, Jalen Suggs to the Magic. Yeah. I, I kind of like that, but um, they have a bunch of young guards too, so it'll be interesting how they play that out. And then... Number Patrick five. Williams, that small forward, went to... <clears throat> I thought Patrick Williams went to the Bulls. Oh, yeah, that was last year. Uh, it was a different Florida State guy, though. Uh, Jonathan forward. Isaac? No, that got drafted fourth overall this year. Oh, okay. The, I can't remember the fourth pick. I thought Jalen Suggs. No. Suggs went fifth. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember now. Anyway, yeah. and your favorite <laughs> pick was uh, Giddy that went to... Oh, yeah, I like that one, too, a lot. Yeah, I was kind of like, who was that? And then I remember I saw him on Instagram and stuff. 6'8 guard. Baller. It's big time. Him and Shay in the backcourt. Shay's what, 6'6? Six, six. Yeah. Giddy, 6'8. That's fucking awesome, I think. And they still have, like, Kemba and stuff. Yeah. So. And I think they drafted another guard, too, in the first round. So, yeah, should be interesting. Um, Aaron Rodgers back to training camp, but voiced his frustration with the team, including, like, Kumaro being let go. Um, lack of a role in free agency. Um, they did get him Randall Cobb in a trade. Um, have you been paying attention to the situation, Joe? Nope. Why not? Because I've been I've been moving. So. Oh, okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is back after holding out all season and stuff like that. Uh, what did you think about his comments, Riho? Um, I liked it. I think. I mean, he kind of just says it how it is now. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't really hold back. Obviously, there's some frustrations there, and him in that Guntz whatever his name is. Guntz. Yeah. Obviously, they don't like each other, and rightfully so for Rogers not to like him because kind of screwed him over the last five years or so. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think Randall Cobb will be a significant ad. <laughs> I don't know. He's kind of like you know back half his career. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a weird one to me. Yeah. Um, and then Devontae Adams is um, also not in talks anymore with the Packers front office because he believes he should be the highest paid wide receiver. Rightfully he, so. He's got a good argument for it, and uh, Packers don't think he should be. And that's Packer shit. Well, they need you. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say something, Joe. No, I mean, when you have Aaron Rodgers throwing to you, that does help. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the true. only uh, caveat there. That's very true. I mean, you're going to put up big numbers when you're you know, getting Hale Rodgers all the time. Yeah. Uh, back in when Aaron Rodgers was hurt, I can't remember what he was hurt with, but when Brett Hundley was backing him up and played, Devontae Adams was still on pace, though. I think he played eight games with Brett Hundley, scored five touchdowns, so he was on pace for a ten-touchdown mm-hmm. campaign. So I thought that was interesting. That's your big selling point there is – what you can do with the backup quarterback when you have Brett Humbley and you're still doing well. The backup quarterback that should have been like third string or yeah, not on a exactly. roster. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, also some news, Texas and Oklahoma uh, officially get invited to the SEC, can move without penalties in 2025. Joe, I know you have something to say about this. I got a lot. I mean, what do you, what do you want? What do you want me to say? This is the end of college football as we know it. Not, that, yeah. I mean, as we know it, not the end of it as whatever, but it's not going to be the same after this, you know. Pretty soon, me and Cole were talking, it's going to be probably three super conferences, you know, the West, Big Ten, and then the SEC, each having 20 teams and having their own little conference championships and having their own TV networks, TV deals, and probably going to have different NFL stipulations for each one, too. And uh, it's just different now, I guess. The Big 12 is going to be gone here soon. Iowa State's going to be the Big Ten, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sad. It all started with Nebraska and Texas. 2009 Big 12 Championship. Mm. Kind of, um, I was listening to a guy today, I can't remember who it was, it was on the radio, 
He's talking about how, like, you know, this very well could be the last Big 12 basketball tournament. Oh, shit. And how, yeah. like, historic it is and, like, an awesome experience. Yeah. I mean. I hadn't even thought about the basketball season. Yeah, I know. I haven't really either. Turn into. Yeah. Thinking of Kansas joining the Big Ten, that'd be interesting for basketball. Well, Big Ten's already a good basketball yeah, school. If you exactly. add Kansas and then even if you'd add Iowa State, because I think Iowa State will get back to what they were. I mean, that's going to be a powerhouse. And then Nebraska's on the rise in basketball. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. From Freddie. From Fred. So, I mean, that's another, like, I know football is the big money maker, but it's another viewpoint, like how good of a basketball conference the Big Ten is. I mean, it'd probably be the best in the nation. Oh, yeah. Easy. And I wonder if Iowa State would get invited to the Big Ten because of the wrestling program, too, since it's that's true. top of the yeah, nation, too. Yeah. Just, I, it's an easy fit to the Big Ten, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't see any reason why we'd go anywhere else. AAC yeah. or what? AAC would be stupid. Oh, another thing um, is the location of all the teams. So, like, Iowa State would be traveling to Minnesota, Nebraska, Iowa, mm-hmm. um, you know, Chicago, Madison. I mean, that's going to draw more fans to come. Oh, like, yeah. Cause those games are going to sell out every time. Because mm-hmm. Iowa State fans are going to travel. Those fans are going to travel down to Ames. Because, I mean, it's only, what, three-hour drive to yeah. Minneapolis from Ames. I mean, yeah. three or four hours in Madison. I mean, I think it's just a perfect situation. I agree. I've, I've been thinking about that, too. How Well, back in the day, well, back then it was more kind of regional football where, you know, the Iowa-Iowa State rivalries, you know, Iowa State-Nebraska, Nebraska-Kansas, these close, you know, state-to-state rivalries were what, you know, people really cared about in college football. I think we're going to get back to that in a kind of a different way once these super conferences come around. And, like, the Big Ten West, like you are saying, it's just going to be a great competition there, and that's just going to travel really well within that small region we're going to have. And then the Big Ten East is going to be probably in a similar way. I don't see – that's the other thing, though, with travel is we're probably going to have to drive all the way to Rutgers, which is going to be – that's a long ways. Yeah. But still, though, I, mean, I agree 100%. It's just going to – get better close quarters, I think. We're going to lose the national interest a little bit as, you know, people are going to go more towards the SEC and the Clemson, you know, those schools that are going to get to the NFL. But I think it'll be more interesting, especially for, you know, in-person games and kind of more regional stuff. Yeah. So does, like, these next coming years, since uh, you do follow Iowa State and stuff like that, both of you, uh, does it kind of make it, like, more special? Like, you're going to be paying attention, like, you're going to be more invested because it's, like, one of the final years, like... No. <laughs> oh, okay. I went through this with Nebraska, like, ten years ago. I'm like, oh, let's, let's get on to the next. What about you, Riyadh? I don't know. I think the best-case scenario is we just, you know, not worry about it, I think. Mm-hmm. That's probably the biggest thing. I think all the chips will fall into place. And honestly, like, if we go to the Big Ten, that's a huge upgrade for our school mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to get way more money, the location aspect, like... I'm all for it. Okay. I, you know, you travel to Texas for every away game, basically. I mean, why not just keep it in the Midwest? Yeah, that's fair. Um, also, some other news. Um, have you guys been following the Olympics at all? Some. What? Some. Some. Yeah. Uh, Joe, we thought this would be like a good time for you to uh, express your opinion about Simone Biles uh, dropping out for her mental health. Yeah, good for her. You're very woke, so I thought you should, like, give a statement. I'm not going to say shit about an Olympian who's done more for her sport and the United States than I will ever do in my entire life. Hell yeah. She can do whatever the hell she wants, I don't care. It's USA Gymnastics. We still fucking killed it anyway, didn't we? I'm pretty sure that whoever came in was, like, the third best and won gold anyway. So, it's fine. Yeah, uh, like I completely agree with you. Um, And I kept seeing like um, everyone's hating on Biles for quitting. I never saw any of the hate or anything like that. Like I've only seen support. I've seen quite a bit of hate. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, it's easy. It's easy to sit there and point fingers when you're sitting on your couch with a bag of chips. True. (laughs) True. Um, And then have you been watching the... um, men's basketball team at all i watched a little bit and i'm not impressed and i don't think we're gonna do well this olympics who do you blame who do i blame i blame the nba in general as we're moving towards you know a three-point league where it's just run and shoot Mm -hmm. and that's all we're doing that in the fiba you know like lucas said it's a lot harder to score in fiba than it is in the nba and we see that now that we can't score against them and they're scoring against us you know we don't have any bigs 
You don't have there's no, no bigs. There's that, no yeah, bigs. that's a big thing. That You're putting me. an awful disrespect on JaVale McGee right now. Fuck JaVale McGee. <laughs> that, well, when they brought him in, that was the perfect move to make, I think. Because they had no bigs. I mean, They couldn't have gotten anyone else? AD, well, think about it. Like AD's All the good bigs in the NBA are foreign players, it seems like. We could have found someone else. Yeah, I mean, you could have got someone like Cat or... But how good would he match up against some of those other bigs? Yeah, he's not much of a defender no. either. I mean, so. we're still going against Gobert. Gobert yeah. shuts down the NBA now, so yeah. it's, he's going to shut down FIBA or Olympics. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then also, just recently, Carson Wentz gets hurt. Um, oh, man. Out indefinitely with a foot injury. Uh, take me through it, Reha. Well, it's kind of uh, worrisome, I think. If that's a word. <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting right now, Jacob Eason's taking reps with the ones. Sam Ellinger's taking reps with the twos. You know how many NFL snaps they've taken? Zero. Zero. <laughs> Zero preseason. Eason's only has 16 college games under his belt. Ellinger has a fuck ton, obviously. Ellinger can fuck off. Yeah. I don't mind him. Horns down. Horns down. <laughs> but it's a tough situation. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully everything's all right. If he is hurt, hopefully he plays... Just a hair under uh, 75% of the snaps. That way the Colts don't have to trade away their first-round pick to the Eagles. Hmm. No, not the good call. Um, damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got a feeling Jonathan Taylor is going to be getting quite a workload too, correct? Well, it's, yeah, it's a blessing we have all those backs mm-hmm. now. That, and, you know, for all we know, Eason could be pretty decent. I mean, so what, fairly high what is pick. the injury? And like, It's a foot injury. They haven't really released any details besides that. So he could still start week one. Yeah, he very well could. Okay. Don't then um, Ryan Kelly got hurt today, too. Oh, no. Things are falling <laughs> apart for you. No, not a good week. <laughs> no. Um, do you guys have any other news that you guys want to get to? Uh, none that I can think of right now. Oh, a lot of... Not that we give a shit about baseball in this podcast, but a ton of big trades. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cubs self-destructing today. Yeah. I could not believe that, Brian. I thought you said Brian went to the Mets. No, that, that was a rumor. Holly went to the Mets okay. today, and then Brian went to the Giants. Rizzo mm-hmm. went to the Yanks. Yep. And then a huge trade. The Dodgers traded for Scherzer and mm-hmm. Trey Turner from the Nationals. Why do people even trade with the Yankees? I don't know. They said it's like the biggest trade deadline ever. Like star potential, like moving. It's all the Cubs just <laughs> yeah. unloading super out. young, good talent. Well, Rizzo's getting up there, but Baez and KB, I wouldn't have gotten rid of, gotten rid of them. But no. this isn't a baseball podcast. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah, that's a good point though, because I was I was kind of watching it. I'm I'm not anti baseball, but I can't watch it. Yeah, usually, that's kind of I am. I don't unless it's, it's like the playoffs. Like over the season, over the summer, I like to you know see how many games back or whatever. Just follow the, yeah. the standings until the playoffs, and then you know fun to watch. But mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, that is pretty big news that I was kind of looking at um, today. But uh, let's get into our list. We'll start off with top ten QBs. Remember, we d- did these lists individually, no really criteria. I kind of did mine based on who I think is the best talent, who I think is the most or will be the most efficient and who will like be leading in stats and um, you might say oh Lamar Jackson's going to rush for 1500 yards. Well, I don't think that 1500 yards more valuable than Tom Brady's 1500 yards passing. So that's how I kind of based mine. Same with you guys? Yep. I just went with uh, generic Joe's power rankings. All right. <laughs> no criteria. <laughs> All right, let's start off with number one. Um, I think we're going to be the same, but who knows? Three, two, one, Mahomes. No, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Patrick Mahomes, obviously the most talented quarterback in the league. Um, it might not have like crazy stats like he did his MVP year, but definitely going to have a very efficient touchdown-to-interception ratio. Uh, talent is probably my factor in this because he's probably the most consistent dude too yeah besides maybe Tom Brady mm-hmm. uh number two Rio I'm gonna have you go first so my number two I had Aaron Rodgers all right talk to me about it reigning MVP um he's gonna come in probably play one more year at the Packers I think he's gonna go off last dance last dance 
No. That'd be very Aaron Rodgers of him. It would be. Just last thing, fuck you to the Packers and dip. Mm-hmm. Have another MVP year. I'm like, yeah, look like I'm looking, fools. I'm looking for another MVP year, and he's just going to walk off to the Washington football team. <laughs> I'd like that. Tires uh, and he goes to the Bucks. <laughs> uh, Joe. Number oh, two. I got Aaron Rodgers as well. Oh, okay. You have anything to add to that? No, I mean, you know, MVP, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's going to come out and ball this year. All right. First uh, disagreement, I have number two, Josh Allen. Uh, I think Allen is an MVP caliber player. Uh, he was that last year, and I think going to the AFC Championship game will motivate him, the team around him, and I think he could take another step this year. So I predict a big year out of him. Um, and he's just so diverse. Like, uh, I think – He's probably had the most rushing touchdowns by a QB within like the last five years. Uh, he greatly improved his passing. I think uh, he's really good and can win MVP. Yeah. Um, let's go to number three. I had uh, Tom Brady at number three. Okay. Not, not really the sexy pick, like stat-wise, but it's coming off a Super Bowl win. You know, a great year, and he's really showing no signs. Of and a year that he had a sprained MCL. Yeah, and honestly, like, I'm looking for him to make a jump next year and have even a better season, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah. All right. I like that take. Uh, what about you, Joe? For my pick or on the take? Uh, your pick. For number three, I got Josh Allen. Okay. You want to add anything to? Bill's Mafia. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> number three, I had Aaron Rodgers. Um, when I made this list, he wasn't on the Packers. Uh, yeah, so I kind of got, I had him at number 10, because I was like, he's a rating MVP, stuff like that, but once he got on there, I moved him up to number 3, uh, dude's just a stud, he's gonna have all his weapons back, plus, like, um, Devin Funches being on the team, now he's got Randall Cobb, and I think you're right with your take that, uh, he could be out for, I don't know, revenge, but, like, just to be gratified, like, this is what I'm worth, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, let's go to uh, number four, Reha. All right, number four, I had Josh Allen. Uh, you saw last year the jump he made and how good he looked. And if he makes even a little bit more, like he improves a little bit more, I mean, he's going to be off the charts. I mean, you, I could move him up to two like you had. But I thought four was a good spot for him. You know, I just think he's a great player, and yeah, it's going to be fun to see what they do. All right. Joe. For my pick. Yes. Uh, I have Russell Wilson. I think he had a pretty good showing last year, but like, still Russell Wilson. He has the potential to be an MVP candidate, MVP star, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think he sees that he needs to ball out after last year, you know, what happened, that kind of implosion there at the end. Mm-hmm. So he knows what he needs to do, and I think he's smart enough, a smart enough player to go out and do it. I hope so. Yeah, I had, a, potential there anyway. I had Russell Wilson as number four, too, and I think – Seattle, the moves that they made this offseason, too, and uh, the way you kind of read Pete Carroll, is that they're still going to let um, Russell Wilson cook. And I think they, they drafted a wide receiver uh, in the second round. Uh, it, it just seems like they're going to get Russell Wilson cooking, and hopefully there's not an implosion like there was last year. Um, but I, pre- I predict him to uh, put up some good numbers and um, – Maybe even be number one. Who knows? Could be. Uh, number five. I had Russell Wilson. Okay. Uh, I think, obviously, we started last year. We saw how good he could be when they let him do his thing. I think Pete Carroll, you know, doesn't go back to that run like he always does. Mm-hmm. You know, lets him cook a little bit. Maybe he gets protected a little better this year, hopefully. You know, I think we could see some flashes, what we saw at the of last year. Hopefully for the whole season, though. Yeah, go Hawks. Uh, Joe? Uh, I have Tom Brady here, like Cole said, you know, coming off Super Bowl win, and he's still doing it, I guess. We'll see, you know, until he gets, you know, until the age really starts to show. He's proved me wrong every time so far the last couple of years. I say it's going to be, you know, the downhill slide for Tom Brady, but he keeps going, so. Yeah, Tom Brady was my number five, too. He Did you look that. on my list? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, and kind of my reasoning for Tom Brady being number five, full off season this year, like no like COVID restrictions or anything like that. He's got incredible weapons, and some of them are going to have that off season too, like Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski, Giovanni <laughs> Bernard. Like uh, all these weapons are now having a full off season with him. Um, 
And honestly, wouldn't be surprised if he got 50 touchdowns this year. Just do the old Peyton Manning, you know, yeah. last couple of years. Just blow it out of the water. Yeah. Set some records. For sure. Um, all right. Number six, Reha. All right. Number six, I had Deshaun Watson. Okay. And I know this seems kind of like a weird pick, given the situation he's in right now, not wanting to play the Texans. Maybe uh, not even being able to play. Not being able to play. <laughs> and then, uh, like, the Texans roster in general. But I think talent-wise, if he does play a full season, you know, he puts up crazy numbers every year, and he only gets better every year. You know, I think, for me, this is more of like a stat one because the Texans aren't going to win many games. But I think they'll win more games than what we think if Watson plays the whole year, just because how he is. Okay. Yeah, I like that take. Uh, what's your number six, Joe? No, I went with Lamar Jackson. Okay. I think we all know what Lamar Jackson is. We all know what he does. We've seen him play. I think it's going to be interesting to see – how the Ravens team comes out this year and plays, mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. But I think he uh, always has the potential. I mean, we were talking the last few years where he's going to be, you know, one or two or three in the top quarterbacks in the league, and he has, still has that potential. But again, we need to see it. And you know, but also this is going to be the year where I worry about you know injuries. It's you know running quarterbacks and mobile quarterbacks. That's always a, an issue. And every year he's in the league, it's going to be more of an issue. So I don't know. All right, yeah. I also had Lamar Jackson at number six. Did you look at my list? Yep. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean Jackson obviously push up, puts up crazy rushing numbers, and um, but it, it like being six for me, I think you nailed it, Joe. Like he always has that top three upside of uh, being a top three quarterback and stuff like that. But they actually did do some help on in the off season of getting him numbers to where he's able to uh, really. Be more diverse, maybe a better passer with Sammy Watkins, uh, Bateman. Um, Marquise Brown took a step at the end of last year. So I'm really thinking that he – I'm not really thinking. I'm hoping that he can really put it together and um, be more of a passer and run when he has to or something like that. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, Let's go with – are we on number seven now? Yep. My number seven, I had Lamar. Uh, you guys, you know, you covered that well. And I agree, like, they added weapons. Hopefully he takes a step in this passing game. And then, like what Joe said, you know, he needs to keep protecting himself. Because that's a huge thing with how much he runs. He's done a good job, but, you know, we see it with many quarterbacks. It only takes one Yeah, one, bad one good shot. Like they, Dak Prescott last year. Yeah, they just need to be careful with them and utilize them. And hopefully, like, I'm assuming he made strides in this passing game this offseason, but... We'll see. Yeah. I think he knows he needs to work on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, obviously he could have already made that big jump. We just haven't seen it yet. So that's why he's out of our top fives. Um, all right. You're number seven, Joe. I got Ryan Tannehill. Okay. I think it's, I think he's got a lot of upside and uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, great, or it's, great it's, uh, uh, pass catchers. Yeah. That's part of it. And, you know, having Derrick Henry on the team too. Bill Cow take the load off. Yeah, him. it's like when you have a balanced offense, your quarterback's going to do a lot better. And honestly, I don't know if Tannehill's like Lamar was saying we're having he could be top three. Tannehill's not; he doesn't have that upside. But when you're in an offense that is moving well and has you know a well-oiled machine with a solid running back, your quarterback's going to put up solid numbers. I think, and that's yeah. kind of where I went with Tannehill being just a numbers guy. Yeah, I like a it. Solid pick guy. I guess. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, my number seven was Dak Prescott. Uh, coming off the injury is concerning and stuff, but Dak was on record-setting pace before he got injured. And um, being in Kellen Moore's <clears throat> offense has me thinking that they're still going to be able, or they're still going to pass a lot. And with the defense still not being that great, they're going to be in high-scoring games. So I think, um, and plus his weapons are crazy too: Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb. Uh, big group of uh, tight ends that proved efficient at different points in the year. But I think he comes back swinging off the injury and I think he's going to be scary. Um, what about... Or that, that was the last number seven pick, right? Yep, I'm yep. number eight now. Alright, number eight. Number eight, I had Kyler Murray. I think he's a potential MVP candidate. I think he has the potential to maybe set the record for most yards by a quarterback, like mm-hmm. passing and rushing combined. Uh, that offense is scary, and if he takes a step, stays healthy, 
you know, I think he's going to put up some of the craziest numbers we've ever seen this year. Oh, wow. Um, I also had Kyle Murray at my number eight. Um, you're right with his weapons being – I, I, we never really saw the jump, like the big jump that we were expecting last year. I think they set him up perfectly to have that jump this year, and he's still got the running factor. He's a much better passer than Lamar Jackson. So I think I think you're right. Like Kyler Murray could put up really good numbers. I don't know if we're go- or if I'm thinking like record-setting numbers, but yeah, definitely he has a bunch of potential for this year. Uh, what's your number eight, Joe? My number eight's Dak. Yeah, I'm just worried about him coming off the injury. You know, he was a record-setting numbers, but still injury coming off worries me. So I put him at eight. Okay, that's where it is. That's fair. Uh, Reha, your number nine. Number nine, I had Matthew Stafford. I like it. Change the scenery. You know, I'm hoping everyone gets to see how good I think he actually is. Uh, him and that McVay offense, you know, I think could be scary. I don't know. We saw, you know, he had some rough years in Detroit. Obviously showing a lot of potential how good he is, but he also looked not so good at times. But I think this new change <clears> of scenery <throat> is going to be great for him, and I think, you know, a lot of people are going to be impressed. Yeah. I also had Matthew Stafford at number nine. And I also think, like, I am counting a little bit of stats into, like, these rankings and stuff. And I think with the Akers uh, injury, they're going to be passing a lot more than they probably wanted to because I don't know if Henderson is their ideal workhorse back. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think Matthew Stafford's super talented. He's got a bunch of weapons around him. So I I, I think you nailed it. Like, Matthew Stafford should be pretty good in McVay's offense. Uh, what was your number nine, Joe? I got Kyler at nine. Okay. All the reasons you said, I just – you know, I still I need to see more from Kyle. I don't believe like you guys do, but yeah. I see. You know, I see the steps that he's making, and like you said, we're waiting on that next big step to come. But I think it's just going to be a slower process than we think it's going to be. Yeah, it's not going to be a leap. You know, jump year where he's you know right now nine jumps to number two. Maybe next year he'll be at six. The year after at three, and then year after that he's one. Something like that. Yeah. Not you know. Yeah, I like that because it's kind of a like that Kingsbury offense. It's kind of complex for NFL. Mm-hmm. It's newer to NFL, like kind of an air raid style. So I think they're still trying to figure out everything, and maybe that could be hindering Kyler's development a little bit too. Yeah, that's true. Um, Joe, you're kind of like I'll believe it when I see it kind of guy. No, oh, yeah, I mean, show me. Don't you know? Don't tell me. Show me. Okay, I like it. Uh, number ten, Ria. Uh, Dak Prescott. Okay. I mean, that's a too good of an offense to leave him off the top ten. Mm-hmm. I know I had him at ten. Could be higher. I just want to see how he kind of progresses coming off that injury. But you know, I like his, I like, I like that team. Yeah. A lot of weapons for him, you know. Yeah. Uh, Joe. I got Matt Stafford in my ten. Uh, all the reasons we talked about. I think we've seen so many flashes of moments, you know, with Stafford in Detroit, and I don't really blame him too much for the struggles in Detroit because you know Detroit's been a dumpster fire for ten years. Mm-hmm. So and, and he's been he's tried his he's tried his best to pull him out there without having a running back. For an entire decade, it seems. Yeah. And you know, once Calvin Johnson left, he, you know, who is he going to throw to? But I, I'd like to see him here. New change of scenery, you know. Yeah. That's big time. Uh, my number 10 was Ryan Tannehill. Obviously, two wide receivers like Julio and AJ is going to get anyone into the top 10 for quarterbacks. Uh, but I don't have a ranked higher just because I think, I mean, there's a guy in the backfield that's going to be taking a lot of touches. Uh, we'll get into them in the next list, I'm sure. Unless you I guys are in. Oh, geez. not on my list. <laughs> uh, but I think Tannehill's going to be efficient as shit because he's not going to have to force anything. Like teams might still be like loading the box and stuff like that. Um, and I think he's only going to be asked to do what like needs to be done or that's available and stuff like that. So I think Tannehill's in for another efficient year like he has been in the past two years where he's been Titan starter. Except now we could get more numbers, more touchdowns. I'm excited to see Tannehill this year and yeah. what those two wide receivers do. Yeah. Um, and then you said you had honorable mentions. I do as well, Reha. Can you list them? Yeah. Like if we we're going to go number 11, I'd have Tannehill in there. The reasons <laughs> you both explained, you know, it's a lot of good weapons. He's, Showing he can get it done. And then I also had, you know, Baker and Carson Wentz in there. You know, I think the teams they're on gives them the potential to put up some pretty big numbers. But, you know, we need to see it because, you know, they've both struggled in recent. Baker had a good year last year, but Wentz, especially, you know, he needs to prove it because 
pretty bad year last year. Yeah, I'd like to see Mayfield put it all together. Yeah. Uh, just one full year for I get too excited about him. <laughs> uh, Joe, did you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, I'd, Baker, the same reasons that we've been talking about. I'm the same way with, you know, with the Browns in general. Show me, you know. And last season, I've been saying they did. It's doing well. I got him. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I didn't want to put him in the top ten just because fuck, I don't know if he's going to play. So same. we'll see. <laughs> And then Joe Burrow, because fuck it, why not? Yeah. Yeah, pretty like da- pretty damn good weapons, too. Exactly. Uh, my honorable mentions was Baker Mayfield, same reasons. And then Justin Herbert. I'm oh. just hoping not for a sophomore slump. He put up record-setting rookie numbers last year. So if he could build on that, he's definitely a guy that could crack into the top ten quarterbacks. Could, yes. Yeah. We'll see. Um, all right, if we got nothing else for our top ten, let's get into or top ten quarterbacks. Let's get into top ten running backs. I don't know about you guys. I thought this was super hard. Yeah, I did too. Like after the, well, even the well, first couple were hard, but yeah, once you get to like four through ten, that was real tough. I yeah, because there's so many backs. Like oh, I want them in the top ten, but are they better than these guys? I have no idea. Yeah. And you have guys that like share a backfield too. Yep. I mean, if they were by themselves, maybe they'd be a top five. But since they share, you know, I kind of dumped them down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, is our number one going to be the same? Three, two, one. McCaffrey. Head. No, uh, actually, no, it's not actually Derrick Henry. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you did have Derrick Henry. Uh, give me your. <laughs> I thought that was going to be unanimous, Derrick Henry. Uh, give me your logic of Henry over McCaffrey. He's a, he's a work. He's a beast. Come on, watch him play, and tell me that he can't run over or through any defense. That it's he's the workhorse. He's the bell cow. He's going to do it, and he has done it so far. I have no reason why not to put him there. All right. Uh, I actually but, did have this in my argument, like. Um, where I put Derrick Henry, the addition of Julio Jones, does that make you think that the Titans want to be a little bit more, not pass heavy, but try and limit Derrick Henry's touches like throughout the season, especially with it being 17 games, they're going to try and be, or they're projected to be a playoff team. So they want Henry to be healthy. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be an issue, a big enough issue to demerit him for it. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, like we talked about with, I said with Tannehill earlier, having a more balanced offense is only going to be better for everybody. Yep. And that's Derrick Henry included, too. You know, if you have better weapons for the quarterback, you know, there are times where they're going to be keen in on Julio more than they're going to be looking at Derrick Henry. And so that's going to open up stuff for him as well. And yep. that's where I put him there. Yeah, less people in the box. Got to put a guy over uh, A.J. Brown. Having too many weapons never hurt anybody. Yeah, ask the box. Two star receivers like that. Yeah. Um, and then tell me why you had Christian McCaffrey number one. You know, I just think he put up some crazy-ass numbers when he was healthy mm-hmm. two years ago. Last year's banged up. And I think, you know, Joe Brady being the O coordinator there and them getting Darnold, that just adds to how good he can potentially be. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I just think, okay, he's fast, he's strong, he. Uh, as vision, he's the best route running back in the league. Like I think he's the most talented, and I'm not saying Derrick Henry's not talented, but Derrick Henry's he's good. It's a different, but kind he's of all yeah, yeah. You're right. It's a different kind of talent. I think um, yes, yeah, he, he's just so skilled. Mm-hmm. That's why I had McCaffrey, and he's going to get a lot of work um, with a quarterback situation that I'm not sure how much. I'm not sure how much um, confidence they have in Darnold yet, so I think yeah. they might try and ease the stress of just hand it off to that guy back there. Yeah, dump down to him. Yeah. I'm, I kind of, I'm really excited for that, too, that situation. Mm-hmm. Darnold, you know, I still think he could be good. But hopefully, you know, they get him figured out. I mean, it's way better than the Jets situation, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he's got Joe Brady to learn from, so. Um, all right, let's go number two. I got McCaffrey there. All right. All, the, all the reasons he said. I mean, hello, player. It's just the injury and the quarterback situation is why he's a two instead of one. That's fair. Uh, who's your number two? I had Kamara. I Kamara. also had Kamara. I think he means yeah. too much to that team, you know, to leave him out of the top two. I mean, a lot of that's going to run through him, especially with Brees leaving. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's going to get a lot of dump downs. He's going to get probably a lot more carries, too. And we've seen he could be a touchdown machine. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, I don't see him declining at all. You know, I see, you know, step forward even. Yeah, I I, I was thinking the same. Especially a great offensive line, too. Mm-hmm. They got there. Yeah, great offensive line. Uh, and with Breeze gone and Michael Thomas hurt to begin the year, Kamara is like the only offensive weapon that's... He's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy. They're going to give him a crap load of touches and... Everyone's been watching Kamara the past, since he's been in the league. He's really efficient with those targets and with those touches. And well, I we'll see how that efficiency goes once he's the guy. You know, without having all those weapons, without you know Michael Thomas there and having Drew Brees to throw to him, that efficiency might take a dip. Yeah, I, even if it does take a dip, I think he's still getting the touches to where he's still putting up crazy numbers. Oh, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just saying. Yeah. That. yeah. No, no, I like that argument. Uh, number three, Reha. Uh, Derek Henry. Yours was Christian McCaffrey, right? My two was Christian yeah. McCaffrey. Yeah. 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 I, uh, Derek Henry at three. Um, he's one of those guys, every year I say, uh, this is a year, you know, he's taking too many carries, you know, he's not going to be the same, but he continues to prove me wrong. And, you know, I I don't know if this is a year, but, I mean, with those receivers there, that's just going to open it up for him way more, like the guys talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm looking another huge year from him. Yeah, I'm this. I had Derrick Henry at number three too. Dude's just a monster. Like, I'm done doubting him or saying he's gonna have an injury this year or that he's gonna drop. And uh, he's kind of the opposite of Kamara for me. His touches might go down because they want to preserve him. He's getting like the hardest hits probably out of anyone in the league because he's such a massive dude. Yeah, but I think um, even though his touches go down, his touches <laughs> are gonna be more efficient with more. Like his uh, per carrier. Yeah. Go up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And just, um, yeah, just with that passing threat, I think he's been averaging like five yards a carry. And I, yeah. is there anyone that's averaged like six yards per carry or anything like that I in the season? Not in the NFL, I don't think. Because he could do it. Yeah. I think what's crazy about him is his big play potential. Mm-hmm. With how big of a back he is. I mean, oh, he's yeah. left off like seventy-yard runs quite oh. a bit for. So That's because he's stiff arming bitch. Yeah, especially yeah. once he breaks to that second level. What cornerback or safety is going to tackle Derek? <laughs> well, like even his speed too. Like it, oh. it's crazy. Like he just pulls away from people. Yeah, there's yeah. there's no chance. There. Yeah. Uh, who is your number three? Joe? I got Kamara. Okay. All the reasons you guys talked about. All around weapon, you know. Okay, I like it. Uh, number four. Uh, I had Dalvin Cook at number four. Um, you know he's he's been a great player. Kind of a little injury bug now and then, but if he plays a year fully healthy, you know, he puts up crazy numbers, and I still think he's a little bit underrated, too. Yeah. Um, like, he's not talked about enough. Yeah, Dalvin Cook's my number four, and just, like, being a beast on the ground, he's good at catching the ball. You're right, I do fear injuries and defenses maybe trying to make the Vikings beat him through the air and stuff like that, put the game on Kirk Cousins' shoulders. That's good. Uh, but yeah, Dalvin Cook is just a monster, and even if he does miss a couple games, like he does have like some of those injuries, like maybe miss three games. I still think he's a top five back, even if he misses those games. Like he's just he's so good when he's on the well, yeah when he's healthy. Field. Like he every game he puts up you know hundred yards plus, you mm-hmm. know, some big plays. Yeah, uh, Joe, you're number four. Dalvin Cook, same deal. Yeah, <sighs> me and you have been four for four. Are we gonna make it five for five? Why not? All right, give it to me. Number five, I had Squam Barkley. I did too. Oh, no shit. <laughs> uh, a lot of people are worried. You know, he's coming off that ACL tear. From what I've heard, he's back, you know, he's on track to play. Everything's looking good. And I just think he's too good of a player. I mean, potentially he could be the number one running back in the league next year. I put him at five, you know, because of that injury. But Talent's too good. If you're talking someone similar to, like, Bo Jackson... It's, Ooh, it's, it's true. Those are, it's big words, but it's it true. is. I know, but you know, I just think the sky's the limit for him. Uh, yeah, and then like, um, I think Joe Judge is a re- really good coach. I think he's going to get the best player of the ball. So I don't think touches have anything to do with it. Once he like comes back 100, percent he's healthy. I, he might be eased into it week one, week two, and stuff like that. But also just, it's going to be an improved offense, and I think Barkley's going to lead the way in that and be a really big part of them being maybe even a top 15 deep offense so um joe who's your number five i had nick chubb all right tell me about nick chubb well you know i think i've been saying the browns got a few stuff for the years and i think last year they did 
I think Nick Chubb is going to have a good year coming forward, even with splitting carries maybe with someone later on anybody's list. I don't know if we say whatever. Yeah. But still, I you know he's still a beast. That offense, I think, is going to be clicking better next year. Um, yeah. He's also a dude that's, like, surprising that he's such a big play um, dude. Because, like, he's a stocky guy. Seems like he'd... Uh, he is hard to tackle yeah. and um, stuff like that, but he can hit the hole. And I don't know how many fucking long runs he has, just long touchdowns, 60 yards, 70 yards. Like He's a beast, too. I, I like that one. Uh, number six. Are we going to make it six for six now? Or I don't know. Let's we'll see. Uh, so number six, I had Aaron Jones. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Uh, I just think him... So skill wise, there could be other guys ahead of him, mm-hmm. maybe better backs, but I think just the role he plays in that offense and having Aaron Rodgers, you know, he gets he's a touchdown machine there, catch the ball if he needs to. I don't know. They gave him a big contract for a reason. You know, I think he's a great player. Bush. So yeah, I'm just excited for him. You know. Yeah, uh, he's got a really good situation where um, Aaron Rodgers likes him. He'll throw to him out of the backfield. Um, Rodgers will change the play at goal lines to get Aaron Jones a touchdown. Like, he trusts Aaron Jones enough to do that. So, yeah, I think that uh, with Jamal Williams gone, he's going to be even more involved in the passing game. He might get some goal line stuff taken away from A.J. Dillon, which that's kind of why he's out of my – Top five is because in the past two years, I think he's finished as a top five back. But AJ Dillon kind of scares me. Yeah, I've heard some good things about Dillon too. Like, it looks tree really trunk legs. It's insane. But it's a good one two punch. You know, you get Williams out of there, and now you have your, you know, kind of big power back, and then you got Jones who can do it all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're on the same page there. Uh, Joe, you're number six. I'd say Con. Uh, I don't know about Bo Jackson, but. He does fit the mold. Uh, he has, fuck it, maybe. Potential's there. <laughs> Let's see it. All right. Uh, number seven, Reha. Jonathan Taylor. All right. Talk about Jonathan Taylor. Uh, kind of a slow start last year, but as the year went on, you saw him, like, the game slowed down from quite a bit, and you started to see, like, you know, kind of the Jonathan Taylor we saw at Wisconsin, where he's reading it well. Um, another guy with big play potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, he broke off some massive runs last year. Kind of worries me with uh, Hines. You know, Hines is going to get all the targets. And then even Marlon Mack coming back. You know, Mack's still a pretty good back, I think. Yeah. Could take some carries away. But I think the Colts situation, they're going to run the hell out of the ball. So, I mean, I'm still looking for big numbers from them. Yeah, they're not going to put too much on Wentz's plate. But we'll see how Mack does coming off an Achilles tear, which that's tough. And then how much they trust Hines and... Because I, I do think though they probably do trust Taylor in the passing game, but when you have Hines, you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. might as well save Taylor. He's had all those touches in college, and yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Joe, uh, seven. I had Aaron Jones. All, right. all, all the reasons you guys said. You gonna you gonna try and get him in fantasy? I'm gonna try. Yeah, I like it. <clears throat> uh, number we're on number seven now. Yep. All right, Reha. Uh, eight now. That was seven. Yeah. That was seven. Oh, I you didn't say my number, yeah, you number seven. Uh, I had Zeke Elliott uh, last year. I don't know whether we saw what the offense looks like without Dak or if we saw the decline of Zeke, or maybe we saw both. I don't know. Um, but I still think he's talented enough. Um, Kellen Moore is going to have Dak throw, but and the O-line kind of declined in recent years. Why... Most people might be like seven Elliot, although you guys are not <laughs> seven. <laughs> so Elliot? I'm, I'm the high. What? I'm the high guy on uh, Elliot, I guess. So I thought I was going to be the low one, uh, but yeah, I think he still has enough to wear. And with Dak back, I think that will probably help him. Um, all right, let's go number eight. Uh, number eight, I had Nick Chubb. You know, Joe covered it pretty well. Um, kind of scares me of Cream Hunt because you see Cream Hunt. You know how good he looked last year, mm-hmm. but Chubb's still going to get his touches. You know he's still going to get his big plays. I think he's like a crucial part in that offense, maybe the most important part. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Joe, I got Chris Carson number eight. All right, talk about that one. Similar to my Tannehill pick, where you know, kind of a all around the team offense is doing well. Once you know, as the team does well, the running back's going to do well. And we saw stuff you know last year where he killed it for a few games there. Mm-hmm. So 
I think he definitely has the potential to move up on this list too. Yeah. Especially with if Russell Wilson's doing well and taking pressure off of him, that's just gonna be good for him too. Has Carson ever been like that pass catching back? I think he has the he can catch it. I don't know how good it is. He's no McCaffrey. No. Who is? Um, yeah, I like that one because even if they do let Russ cook, it's not like Carson's going to be out of the game plan. Like, And that probably means he's getting all the running back carries if Russell's throwing that much game. Especially if they need to take care of Russ at all. You know, yeah. you, can lean on, they, you saw we could lean on Carson last year a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a good bell cow. And Carson, too, like if he hasn't had those injuries, you know, he could be one of those guys that's like a top five back. Yeah. How good he's looked at times. He just makes people nervous. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, my number eight with Jonathan Taylor. Um, I could definitely be too low on Taylor. The The three backs committee scares me. So I'm not, I'm not um, super high on him, but I could definitely be wrong because he's super talented, big play guy, has great vision. Um... Like I said, he could be top three back this year. Just, I'm not ready to s- s- say not that yet. yet. <clears throat> I'm taking the Joe approach. I'll believe it when I see it. There you go. Uh, number nine. So number nine, I had Joe Mixon. He's on a young Bengals team. Giovanni Bernard's gone. If Mixon stays healthy, you know he's going to get basically all the running back targets. He get all the carries. I think he's going to put up some pretty big numbers. I put him at nine because, you know, years past, like fantasy-wise, I always draft him. He gets hurt, doesn't play quite a lot. But, you know, if he stays healthy all year, he's going to put up some pretty crazy numbers, I think. Okay. Uh, I agree with that. You know, solid running back with a young quarterback coming off an injury, his touches are going to go up. He's going to have more use, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Joe, what's your number nine? I got Zeke at nine. Uh Finally. It's still <laughs> I was feeling like a real weirdo. <laughs> I think it's still Zeke. You know, he's still going to do Zeke things. But off the injury, that's why he's at nine. That's it. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Uh, my number nine with Nick Chubb. Um, you guys were pretty high on him. And I thought I was a Nick Chubb fan. Um, I could definitely, again, it's like Jonathan Taylor. I could see that being too low. The committee backfield scares me, especially with. Kareem Hunt being super talented as well. Um, and he could also have his touches limited being a 17 game. But dude's just crazy. He's, he's a monster. He's super efficient. I think he's been above five yards uh, a carry every year in his career. And you usually don't see that. So Nick Chubb definitely deserves to be in the top 10. Uh, and then number 10. Number 10, I had Josh Jacobs. You didn't have Zeke on your list. Maybe honorable mention. We'll see. But <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think Josh Jacobs, is, he's so good. And he's proved it. You know, he's his yards per carry is very good. Uh, he can catch the hell out of the ball. Is it? I thought he was kind of, like, inefficient with his carries last year. Oh, maybe last year. I remember his rookie year. He's kind of oh. banged up last year. Yeah, that's hurt true. A lot. But I don't know. He's just – I think he's uber-talented. He's on a kind of a bad Raiders team. Maybe they'll make a jump this year. Yeah. But he's going to get a lot of touches. Team. What? A weird bad Raiders yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I really don't like the way the Raiders have built well, that team. Their offensive line seemed to have got worse on paper, and then they added Kenyon Drake. Like, does that worry you at all? No. Why? I don't know. I just think Jacobs, you know, he's drafted first round for a reason. He's had a ton of carries every year he's played. <sighs> he's the clear number one in those two, I think. Hmm. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, clear number one, but also of those two, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. You're number ten. I had Jonathan Taylor. Just like you guys said, there's so, there's a lot of upside there, and I've talked about. I like you know these Big Ten Wisconsin Wisconsin especially running backs are going to do fine. Yeah. You know he just needs his time. A lot of touches in college, like you said, so kind of worries me a little bit, and that's why he's at ten. But also he's in the top ten because I see the potential. Okay. Uh, my number 10, Antonio Gibson. Uh, I think last year was just the start of a really good career for him. Uh, O-line improved. He has talent. Or he has the talent to push away like a committee, like get rid of McKissick, get rid of Peyton Barber, out of the rotation. And I'm super excited to see like what he can do this year. I think 
with Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's also going to open up the offense enough to where Gibson won't always be the focal point, and I think that can make him more efficient too. And yeah, he's just going to be more involved in the passing game. And uh, I'm super high on Gibson. If you haven't told, couldn't tell. Um, all right, let's go honorable mentions. Uh, I put Zeke in there. I'm pretty low on Zeke this year because I think Tony Pollard's going to get some more carries. And obviously Dak was hurt last year, but Zeke looked like shit during that. Mm-hmm. I know the line is banged up too. I think he'll, you know, get back to kind of how he was, but I don't think it'll be the same Zeke we've seen before. And then I also had Gibson. Like you, I'm super high on him. You know, I think he's an interesting talent. Could put up some huge numbers. And then I also had David Montgomery. Okay. He's going to get a lot of touches. He looked really good at the end of last year. Okay. Uh, Joe, your honorable mentions. I had uh, Joe Mixon, Bengals. You know, I'm interested there. And I think, like we said, young quarterback, he's going get to some, get some good work there. Uh, Josh Jacobs with the Raiders, like Cole said as well. And then, yeah, that's it. Okay. Off top. One guy really surprised in here. Anything that's in my own role mention. Rex Burkett. Austin Eckler. A more improved line. Gonna He got hurt last year. Don't know if he could get the workload as a, like, workhorse back. But I think he... He just scares me. I thought about putting him in mine. Well, I think we just have this is a stacked top ten already. Yeah, he's, yeah. you know it's, a solid fourteen. But that's you know no knock against him. It's just one through ten are pretty solid. It really, there's like eighteen backs that mm-hmm. could you could interchange. Yeah, like uh, how I do it. I usually list like all the teams and then I circle like the ones that I need to look at their back and like think. Is he in my top ten? Is he better than Antonio Gibson or stuff like that? And I probably had like. 20 teams circled for our top 10. I'm like, fuck. Like, I was like, it, if I compare it, does J.K. Dobbins make the list? Or Najee Harris? Yeah, that's or, the Najee Harris. Like, that's a guy uh, that could blow up, potentially. Exactly. Miles Sanders. Yeah. Like, Those are like your uh, maybe free agency sleeper picks on running backs. Like, yeah. It's not going to be, you know, you're 1 through 10, but they could still blow up. And, and even you have guys like Mostert. Mm-hmm. Just because that offense in San Francisco, like, if he gets all the carries, I mean, he could potentially blow up, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's the top ten. What do you guys think of the list? Any that surprised you? No, I thought we were all pretty uh, on the same page. Obviously, me and you were. We started the yeah. first six, same. Yeah. Like I feel like a uh, wide receiver... That could go a lot of different ways. That's going to be a tough one. There's so many good receivers right now. Yeah, I, I could see like maybe the top three all being like the same names. Then after that, it's really a And another thing with receivers, like some of like the really good receivers, like Julio, for instance, maybe won't put up stats like other guys do. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that? I mean, if they're getting all the covers, mm-hmm. not put up stats. I don't know if Julio other will be in my top ten. I haven't made yeah. the list yet, but... It's also hard to say I made a top 10 wide receiver list and Julio Jones isn't on it. Because really, like, skill-wise, Julio's still probably a top three receiver, but he's probably not going to put up numbers like we've seen Mm -hmm. in the past. Yeah. I don't know. Receivers are just weird, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And could it be the same with, like, tight ends? Like, we're obviously going to have that top three. Yep. And then after that, is it just going to be, like, a toss-up, too? Like, maybe... Top three, all the same. Then four through six, maybe the same as well. And then the rest of it, I have no idea. Could do tight a, ends are tough. Like a wide receiver, tight end, top ten combo. As, you know, throw it in, see how, uh, you know. You rank them? Yeah. You're, uh, I think you're getting too crazy, Joe. Uh, <laughs> you're a madman. No, not me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's, does do it for the episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, next episode's obviously going to be top 10 wide receivers, top 10, um, tight ends. Sorry. Lost my train of thought there. Um, then I think after that, I think we're going to do a top 10 offensive rookies, top 10 defensive rookies. Um, we won't do it like by conference this year. Cause last year was super hard. Um, and then, Top 10 coach, top 10 defense, and then playoff picture. Uh, and we also are doing a special like contest stuff. We're going to be making a fantasy football podcast league. Uh, if you guys think, hey, 
I know more fantasy shit about the guys who have a podcast. Well, come prove it. Uh, we're going to be having all the guys that uh, talk on the league, or er, talk on the podcast. We're going to have Reha. We're going to have Joe. Uh, we're going to have um, Brody, McKenna Zanders, all the different people that have talked on the show. And uh, you're really going to be able to uh, see if you can match up with us. See if uh, you got the skills to compete. And we'll probably have a group message, talk about uh, what if uh, we'll have prizes and stuff like that for the winning team. Uh, but yeah, shoot us an email. It's the scoop and score at gmail.com. You can uh, DM us on Instagram and Twitter at our uh, accounts. Uh, just come in. Uh, we'll be taking as many as we can. Um, besides the people that talk on the podcast and stuff like that. And we'll just be having a good time. And I plan on taking all your guys' money. Yeah. Good luck. Beat me. She'll probably beat me. I'm pretty bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, share, subscribe, give us a five star review. You guys know all that shit. Have a great weekend and uh, pay attention to future episodes. You guys have anything to say to them? Um, thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Joe. Yeah, thank, thank you. All right, we up out of here. Woo!